Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy and returning on the show, I've got actor Greg Valenti Gonzalez. How you doing? I'm good, Donovan. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Do you want to just throw your name out there to the listeners in case I might have butchered it? I think I got it perfectly, but throw it out again just in case. <laughs> no, you're on point. You're on point. Greg Valenti Gonzalez. That was great. All right. All right. Welcome back to the show. It's been one year since we haven't spoken with you. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It was a pleasure the first time. So I'm looking forward to the to our second time. All right. All right. All right. In case, you know, we have new listeners listening. Why don't you tell us the little backstory of you and how you got into acting? Absolutely. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I didn't really think of acting as a job. I kind of just fell in love with movies, um, movies and television. And, um, you know, for me, when I think back to my childhood, one of the biggest actors that I really fell in love with was Harrison Ford. You know, I loved Indiana Jones. I love Star Wars and him being Han Solo. And I never thought of it as like, oh, that can be a job. Um, I just enjoyed watching it. And uh, when I got older, you know, my younger brother was doing acting. My older brother's a musician in L.A. And um, the things they were doing, I was like, you know what? I might be able to do something like this. So when uh, after I, fe- I graduated college, I was working as a teacher. And so during the summers, we have a ton of time off. And I said, you know what? I'm going to see about doing like background work in, in New York City. So I joined Central Casting and tried that out for, uh, to start. And um, first gig I did was on TV show Younger, um, where I was like a featured background where I worked in the scene with um, Hilary Duff and Sutton Foster. So that was a really cool experience. And uh, I kind of fell in love with it from there. Um, it wasn't, you know, for me, I didn't know all the lingo and stuff. So I was still very green. But then I started taking class to class in Long Island. I took class in Manhattan and um, I started to find more of the craft uh, aspect where I was learning. And I found myself really understanding the process, but again, still always learning. And so um, as time went on and I was doing training and booking things, I got a commercial agent uh, for modeling and commercials. Um, and the more I was doing things, I was like, you know, what? I really want to take a next step. So I joined, uh, I auditioned for Anthony Ibsen's studio. He's my current acting coach. And I I got in in 2019. And um, from there, it kind of was such a huge level up. It was so game changing uh, where I was learning techniques and learning different skill sets that not only from him, but also my classmates and watching people work and then working with them where we were kind of all learning from each other things that I didn't know that I had inside of myself, things that people took uh, from me. Um, So that was an experience that kind of grew not only my acting skills, but also my career where things just started to happen and things started to click. Uh, So from there, I've been doing a ton of commercials. And then this past year has been really uh, life changing and career changing where I've booked a lot more things with uh, television or web series and um, independent things, new media and um, movies as well. So it's kind of been, it's been a journey. It's not an overnight success by any means. And um, there's still more to the journey, but it's been a great ride so far and I'm looking forward to continuing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, in case our listeners don't know, what's the difference between a web series and a TV series? Yeah, so um, typically 
web series is online. Uh, it's usually streamed somewhere. It could be on Vimeo, it could be on YouTube or, or some type of other t uh, web service. Um, not so much like a Tubi or like a Freebie or anything like that, where it's more independent based. Um, but when you're on a major streaming network, or if you're on a cable network, it becomes more of a, a series or a television series. Sometimes they call it a streaming series, depending on if you're on one of the major streaming networks, like an Amazon Prime or a Netflix um, or HBO Max and things like that. Um, so a lot of the web series are usually smaller budget, um, independent independent run. And, um, and the other ones are usually backed by those major streaming services. Mm -hmm. Is that the direction we're going now as producers, as actors and et cetera? Do we have to wear many hats? Yeah. So, you know, it's acting has definitely changed since definitely since I first started, but I would say, you know, for quite some time now where it's so much beneficial, so much more beneficial to be not only just an actor, but to know all the ins and outs of the other jobs. Um, you know, if I were to run a company, I would want to know that I've done all the other things. So you know that what to expect and how to help people that maybe are just starting out as well. So being an actor, being a producer, uh, directing, um, writing, all these skills only make you not so much, not even more well-rounded, um, but allows you to focus and get even more in-depth with your characters and know how, as an actor, you're also thinking, all right, if I was writing this, what would I be looking for? Or if I was producing this, what am I looking for? So it also helps, I think, with marketability, but also understanding the whole process of making something instead of just, you know, this is my acting perspective, which is one of the most funnest parts for me is that creative side, but also knowing the business side, because there is a business to this, you know, it's called show business. So, you know, you get to have the fun aspects, the creative aspects, but you also have to understand that when you're auditioning for things, when you're writing things, you have to say, okay, you know, is there a market for this? There are passion projects, of course, that, you know, you do for you and, um, and for the art. But then there's other times where it's like, hey, there's also business side too. So you have to be savvy to that because you want to make sure that you're also, you have your own back. Mm -hmm. Needed to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people have to wear many different hats now. So the younger Donovan has to be the actor. He has to be the writer and he has to be the producer. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's like, you know, I know a lot of people where in this industry, sometimes you get a lot of auditions. Sometimes there's a drought and you get no auditions, you know? So there's times where it's like, all right, do I want to wait around for somebody to book me? Or if you have the means to do it, go make stuff yourself, you know, and go have fun doing it, you know, meet new people, network. And, um, you know, right now the industry is starving for content. Uh, I was looking at some on Instagram this week. Con uh, somebody wrote that content is the new rat race. And that is so true. The conversations I've been having uh, with a lot of industry professionals and different uh, cable networks and streaming services is that they're all starving for content. So if you have an idea or you, even if it's something super small, go for it, mm -hmm. you know, get out there, talk to people about it, get that idea spreading. And then, you know, bounce with people, collaborate, find a group, find a uh, close group of friends or a cohort that, you know, can kind of make this happen because people want to work. Even if, you know, I know people, some people that do it free. I know some people that can't afford to do it for free. But um, there's always people out there that want to make something new and be a part of something. Mm -hmm. Now, what type of content in case listeners say, 
what kind of content are they looking for these days? I will say like for me, the stuff that I've been uh, producing is really comedy. Um, I think they're kind of, they're looking for a little bit of everything, but they're looking for things that are different. Uh, a lot of stuff's being remade right now or rebooted, uh, which is great. And some, you know, it's, it's revitalizing careers and uh, bringing also new people into these stories. I think that kind of anything if you have something that's good and it's different and it hits on so many different levels that's kind of what people are looking for they want something that gives a little bit of nostalgia and a little homage or homage uh, to the past but also that brings you into the future and talks about you know things that are going on now you know commentary on society commentary on everyday life and sometimes commentary on things that have us allow us to escape from our realities um, because that's also film too you know to give us this idea that we just like books can escape from the realities that we live in as well or at least you know distract us a little bit um, and bring us some joy and also some adventure that maybe we don't get in our everyday lives okay so your projects are they gonna distract us are they gonna put us in a happy place or are they gonna make us think um one of the projects i'm working on this series punk rock 101 uh it's kind of been a journey where we shot a bunch of stuff in may we shot some stuff in july and then we shot the pilot this past december and this series there's not i can't give a ton of details but I will say that it will definitely catch your eye. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry. Maybe cry laughing. Maybe also cry from a little upsetness, but most of the time laughing. And it's going to bring you back. Um, there's music involved. There's some nostalgic music involved. There's new music involved. It's edgy. Uh, it's very in your face. And I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for people um, to bring comedy to, again, back to the forefront of, you know, where it hits on so many different issues and speaks so many different volumes across the board that I think that there are, it pushes the envelope a little bit where sometimes people might be a little hesitant to do that. But it does it in a very tasteful way and justification way and where, you know, it's not just things being thrown against the wall. It's very well thought out. It's definitely going to be a little distracting, but in a good way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So even if we push the envelope, what if the fans don't like it and they want it canceled? We saw that with the show Euphoria, but that's mm -hmm. off for a year and it will be coming back in 2024. Parents wanted that canceled because of the heavy, heavy drug use. What's your take to that? Yeah, look, I think that's why when, you know, making a show, it's important to collaborate with so many people because you want to make sure that everybody has a seat at the table, right? Um, you want to make sure that everybody has a voice in it. You want to make sure that people are comfortable shooting it. You want to make sure that people are comfortable with the topic. You know, that's also need to say that you don't want to feel that you're inhibiting the story. So you don't want to do things that, or not even do things, but you want the story to be justified. So if there's no justification for something that is kind of just there to be there, then, you know, maybe it's like, hey, let's retake a look at this. Um, but if something is justified then it's like, hey, this is some, this is a part of the story that needs to be told. And, you know, I think with anything you do, there are going to be people that love it. There are always going to be people that criticize it. Um, and then from there uh, with your team, uh, you can make further decisions like, hey, you know, is this working? Is it not? 
should we change something up or hey this is how we feel about our story and it is justified and we're going to continue with that so mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of things that go into it but i think being true to the story is the most important but as well as being very tasteful and that's why it's definitely important to have a, a big collaboration team with that and we don't go around canceling everything right yeah that's something you know there look it's like uh, you have to teach everything that happened in history so it doesn't happen again, you know. So um, I think it's important to be mindful, uh, but also, you know, it's our jobs as creatives to also be, again, justify everything and be very tasteful with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, how does it feel being behind the camera? Because remember, I asked you last year if you would write or be a producer. You told me no. And then a year later, you are a producer how does that feel <laughs> it's it's good man it is it's so cool i mean it's a ton of work it is so much work and being an actor is so much work to begin with so now doing all the other things it's a lot of work but it's given me such an insight of what goes on behind the scenes um how much actual time goes into it uh how much actual communication goes into it the wait time on things so you know as an actor sometimes we audition and we don't hear back um from casting and sometimes we don't hear back because we didn't book it. Or sometimes we don't hear back for a couple of months. And all of a sudden we get a, a random message like, hey, you booked it. Please be ready on set at such such a date. So I get it because doing this, even from the casting process all the way, you know, even through the editing process, it's a journey. It, and it gives me a lot more understanding of like, you know, this takes time. You have to have a lot of patience with it um, because there's moving parts that you don't even realize that are going on behind the scenes. And almost times we're like, hey, this almost didn't get made because of this. Like all these things that people don't know about um, that it's kind of like damage control uh, that people unless you're behind the scenes, you don't realize. And even there's a series on um, on Netflix titled uh, The Movies That Made Us. And it goes through, it's cool because it talks about some really big movies like, you know, Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park, uh, Elf, Home Alone, and about how a lot of these famous movies almost were never made. So you kind of get that backside story of like, hey, this happened, this happened, this happened. And you kind of needed all these things to fall into place perfectly. And eventually they did. And that's kind of what I see, I've see. i seen this year of like, hey, there's been a lot of things that could have went wrong and like certain things went wrong. But then, you know, two minutes later, it was fixed by some miracle. And we're like, all right, we're going to keep going. Um, so it's just it, it's pretty crazy, but it definitely gives me a higher level of understanding and respect for all the work that goes into productions, because, you know, as actors, we put so much stress on ourselves to be the best and be perfect. And it's like everybody's trying to do that. So, um, you know, be mindful that not only as an actor, are you trying to do your job, but everybody involved in the production is also trying to make this wonderful project that they're all passionate about just like you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now is there a story you think you would executive produce again or write do you think you would do another one uh, i definitely would um there's been a lot of things i, I actually had a couple of people reach out to me this week um one in particular that i've worked with before about possibly producing something um it's as much work as it is uh i do enjoy it 
Um, with the producing aspect, I think I would have to choose at this point in my career, since I really want to focus on the acting perspective, I might hold off a little bit. But if there's a project that I really enjoy, or if it's something that I'm really passionate about, whether it was created originally by me or somebody else, um, I would definitely be open to it. I would never keep that door closed and say, no, absolutely not. Um, I'm definitely open to it. It would just have to, I would have to know obviously a little more information, but I don't believe in closing doors because you don't know what opportunities it's going to bring. Mm -hmm. And you know, it could be something that is life-changing or not, but even if it's not life-changing, you create something with somebody that if they, it was, if it was their original idea, you get to bring something to life for them. And I think there is uh, some good karma in that, but also really a lot of enjoyment in that. And then seeing something from one's own mind come to reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's say if the project was a big flop. How should actors or actresses handle the movie being a disaster? It didn't even reach the box office or it didn't even make the money it should have. What do you want to tell those actors and actresses? And this was the biggest break of their career, but the movie did terrible. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a tough break, but you got to keep going. You know, as actors, actors are tough, you know, when the tough, when it gets tough, the tough keep going. And that's what we are. It's not an, it's not a business for uh, the week. It's, there's a lot of rejection in this business. So when you get something, you put your heart and soul into it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. There's sometimes where you have a role in a movie and, or a TV show, and um, it's a big role and your scenes might get cut. Um, so you don't know even if you made the episode or if you made the film until you actually watch it. Um, and that's always a, a disheartening thing as well. Uh, but you put in the work, you booked the role. So for with this career, it's a lot about the little wins. And, you know, if it's like a big break moment, that's really tough, a tough pill to swallow. You remember you got there, you know, you were not somebody that faltered. It's not your fault. Like there, there's no one really to blame because you don't know how the world is going to perceive your work. Uh, you might have, you know, every green light possible given to you saying, hey, this is amazing. This is great. We can't wait to show the world. And all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, they weren't as big as fans as all the production teams that have seen it. Uh, and I know that's happened with some big budget films and things like that, and even smaller films, but it's going to happen. And, you know, uh, you have to keep moving on because that's not the end of your career. Um, there have been people that have blown up and gotten really big and then hit rock bottom and then come up again. Oh my gosh. His, uh, what is his name from how I met your mother, Neil Patrick Harris, Mm -hmm. Neil Patrick Harris kind of described it perfectly. He said that this career is like surfing. He said, you know, you're swimming out to sea and, uh, you get hit with a wave, you get pushed back and you keep swimming. And then eventually you catch a wave and you ride the wave for as long as you can. And eventually though, the wave crashes. And as an actor, what do you do? And as a surfer, you swim right back out to the ocean and you and you start all over again. So there's, um, I think there's silver lining in that is that, you know, you're going to catch your wave and eventually that wave is going to end and you're going to have to get back out there and get after it. So just remembering that, that it doesn't last forever. So when you're in it, enjoy it, love it, live it. And then when it's over, it ain't over. Just keep going and do it again. And maybe, you know what? Things happen for a reason, right? So, you know, maybe for example, there might be somebody that clapped back and said, Greg, I really wanted that role. I wanted it so bad. And they gave it to Susie. I know I was more better than her and my skill set 
you know, I did the scenes perfect. I did the lines perfect. I'm disheartened. I can't get up from this. Yeah, I mean, I would tell her, you know, sometimes, and I will tell you even from the casting side uh, that I've been a part of, some pe- there are so many talented actors, you know, with things, a lot of things now can being done online. There's so much, there's a higher level of competition because it gives opportunities. You know, I could audition for things in LA being here in New York without having going to LA. I could just shoot it here, like on an EcoCast or a self-tape. So now it gives so many more opportunities to actors, but now the competition level is so much higher. And sometimes you were the actor or actress was perfect. It was like, yo, that was amazing. But the only thing is maybe it's just not the right look or the age. Or sometimes, you know, there have been times in casting where people change, they change the sex of the character. Because somebody really impressed them. They're like, you know what? We're going to change sex character. They were amazing. You know, so that happens too. So you can change somebody's idea of a character um, and their viewpoint uh, by your own performance. So uh, it's not always, hey, you know, you weren't good. It's usually not the case that way anyway. It's usually just like, hey, what is the vision of either the producer or the director of who this character is. And sometimes it's just a certain look where it's like, hey, you know what? This is the look. This person was a better actor, but this is this person's not a bad actor. They're a good actor, but they have more the the look that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So that can- mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just not meant to be. You know, you could fight it all you want, but it's just not meant to be. Or I've said this a few times in a few shows. Sometimes it just was not the right time to have relationships with that cast or actors. Maybe it'll happen later, but it just wasn't the right time to form those relationships. Am I right, Greg? Oh, totally. I I definitely had an experience like that. One time I had an audition and I had three callbacks and it was for um a film. It was going to be for a trilogy film, a film that was already booked to be a trilogy. And I had three callbacks. So I know I was down to like the, and then I was told I was down to the final three actors and um I didn't book it. And I was very upset. Um, I was like, oh, I wasn't good. And I had spoken a lot of the act- people, my acting friends, the little community that I have. And um, they said, dude, they were like, you got a call. A callback is a win. Being asked to audition is a win. Um, you know, so you take all these wins because that's what's going to bring you to the big ones. I also looked back at it and, and the time that it happened, it was about two years ago. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I also wasn't ready for that. Um, mm. I said, as you know, looking back at it, it was like, you know, yeah, I had gotten that far, but maybe I still wouldn't have been ready where now or even last year, I was like last year I was salivating to get an audition at one point. I was like, man, I just need it. I need an audition because I want to showcase all the new skills that I now have. Um, so at that point it was like, you know, uh, I was ready to like feast. So I, there's definitely a time where like, you definitely know, and look, it cha- it could change all the time where you, you feel in this industry, like, yeah, I'm ready. And then like, Hey, maybe I'm not. And so that's also a little game that we play as actors too, where it's like, Hey, so there is that those times of self-doubt um and when you get in a rut and it's not easy to get out of um but i do you know if you have a good support system it definitely helps and sometimes you got to be your biggest supporter because some people unfortunately don't always have those support systems um but getting out there connecting with other people is uh the most important thing and some people too don't have your best interests at heart although they say they do they don't so you got to be your own biggest cheerleader as greg said absolutely you got to be careful 
careful of snakes in the grass. <laughs> Did you want to throw out your social media platforms in case there are other actors and actresses that want to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I primarily use Instagram. So if you guys want to check out my Instagram, it's Greg Valenti Gonzalez. Gonzalez with a Z at the end. Uh, and uh, hit me up, you know, so profile, I'm whatever you want to talk about. If you got questions about acting, about producing, about casting, um, or if you just want to say hi, I'm a nice guy. I like to think so <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever floats your boat. If you want to talk about food, I love food too. So that's cool. Okay. 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 Did you want to throw out the projects again? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so be on the lookout, uh, for punk rock one-on-one, the series, uh, I can't tell you yet where it could possibly be seen, but um, be on the lookout um, because it's going to be big. Uh, and also the Wandering Earth 2 that I was part of was released uh, globally, internationally. It's a blockbuster film in theaters. I don't know if it's available to see anymore because it came out at the end of January, but um, it should be released on streaming networks soon. So be on the lookout for that. And um, and follow my Instagram. You'll see some of the new projects that once they're released, I'll be posting about those as well. Okay. A quick final message to your followers. What do you want to tell your followers and fans? Um, first, thank you because your support is so appreciated. And um, if there's any way that I could support you and continue to support you, please let me know. And uh, always remember that you know, no, how, no matter how hard things get, um, or sometimes when you're riding the wave, just enjoy it. Enjoy life, enjoy every single moment, um, and be present. Uh, that's something that over the past year, year and a half, I've been really trying to focus is being present in the moment. Because often, sometimes, you know, we look in the past, or sometimes we're always thinking about the future, like, hey, I, I booked this gig, what's my next one? Um, and we're always worrying about what we're going to be doing after this one, which I totally understand. But be present. Um, when you're present, you're going to find that you truly embrace the moments more, you enjoy the moments more. There's no reason to worry, because Worry when you get there. Don't worry about it beforehand because when you get there, it, it usually ain't that bad. <laughs> All right. I really want to thank you for coming back and getting to know you again. Yeah, Thank you, Donovan. It's been a pleasure, man. I love following you on Instagram and following your journey as well. And um, I also love the way you I love the way your last name is pronounced. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I thank you. And we'll be following up with you again. And for CJRU 1280 AM, I'd like to thank you can throw out your name again. Uh, Greg Valenti Gonzalez. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.